Hey, it's Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show some support for your favorite D&D podcast at the end of the world? Then check out our merch store, the TFU Market on Teespring.com. From now until 2020, we are selling our year one shirts, exclusive shirts that will only be available for you, our early supporters and survivors in the post-apocalypse. And if you join our official Facebook fan group, you'll have access to an exclusive discount code. So be sure to check it out. Anyway, that's it for me, and I will see you at the end of the show. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. It would seem that Pultriblad are swarming the collapsed quarter. You know, the bleeding stopped. Everyone here stands in line so that we get a turn with the Ion Stone, and then it makes you feel full for a day. I think this Justin guy, I don't know how he's doing it, but I think he's not giving everyone their fair share somehow. Behind him are four women dressed in white with veils uh, over their faces. Welcome, new travelers! He wants to <laughs> challenge the cleric's religion. This is our 13th game together. I never thought Twilight would be the one to stay on message. Hey, uh, Justin, how many wives would you say you have? And wives how many of them would you say are alive? Flows out of the Ion Stone into this particular wife as she gestures her hand out. For a brief instant, all three of you can see a color that has never existed before and will never exist again and that you've never been able to imagine. You are where you were standing right before you were taken to Devil Prison. They have completed their terraforming technology and plan on testing it in the collapsed corner by transforming it into farmland. Terra Heart, turning land into food, and hearts towards love. survivors of Ohoda who stand by me and grow tired of Pultrablat. Listen closely for my voice, and I will tell you what's... Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listener. I am pleased to announce that today we have officially started operations in the collapsed quarter any of you who live in, around, or perpetually survey the area for encroachers may hear some noises. These noises may potentially sound like screams. But never fear, that is the sound that naturally comes with the release of gas from beneath the ground. Isn't science neat? Some of it may even imitate people calling for help, but it is all... Did you hear his broadcast? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounds like there are other people. I wonder if we can... We should be out there. He has a plan. Maybe we could... No, come on. We've been talking through our plan for a month now. If they're really going to grow food, then we should take that tech and give it to the people. 
It just feels like the coward's choice. Coward? Okay, Torin. <sighs> All right. If I'm being honest, I've been missing the game. And waiting for the right moment, I just want to do something. Trust me, I get it. And I've actually been thinking, maybe with this terraforming project, I could... Hey, guys. Oh, hey. How's Mitch? He's uh on his way. We just finished doing some reconnaissance. And Yang? He... I don't know. Last I heard, he was gathering some people back in old Chinatown, but when I went by there, it was the same as always. Anyway, Mitch and I talked about taking a break today. You guys up for a game when he gets on? No more planning? Not unless you want to. Strox, no. And hey. Hey, I'll tell you guys some more about it later, but how about we get in game? Yeah. Yeah, let's, you gave us a big cliffhanger a month ago. I did, I did. All right. So, if you remember correctly, you've been hanging out with uh, with Justin, and mm. you found the white, and she ran off, and Justin called out a name asking for power, and then you guys poofed back into the material plane. For this little segment, uh, we're going to go real quick, but each of you are in the material plane, and uh, everybody roll, roll your d20s. We'll see who goes first. Oh dear. I got a 12. I got a 3. I got a one. Twilight's Woo! first. Twilight. Vert <laughs> teleports right back to the material plane and instantly gets sucked into a black <laughs> hole. So uh, you're not going to have long for these uh, solo scenes because it would be boring. But right. Twilight, you just experienced another tunnel of unimaginable colors. The same one you saw when you first entered Devil Prison uh, Ooh, way so back that several days see- ago. I did see them again. But you, and yet you still can't remember them or fathom them. Damn. Look, man, the eye is limited. Not my point. Um, you are standing in uh, the middle of the town square. Uh, the last town you were in, the moment before you were zapped into devil prison. In fact... Uh, As you enter, you realize time is sort of picking itself back up to normal speed. It really slowly around you, you see exactly the last things you remember seeing before being zapped into devil prison. Um, In front of you is uh, a man holding your box. Your box. You remember that this person was the last person you had a conversation with before you found yourself in devil prison can you just do you know a little bit about uh what's going on around you i do yeah actually um i've been thinking a lot about this and kind of reflecting on that memory so the town that i'm in uh is actually a well a well-known like seedy area uh there are a lot of like criminals who tend to frequent this town and it's one actually um really close by uh, to where I grew up. So it's an area I'm familiar with, and I'm kind of in the town square um, in the middle of being accosted by actually, like, not just this thief in front of me, but, like, a bunch of other thugs around the area and bandits, as well as some uh, crooked officers. And what's really interesting is, uh, I'd like to think I poofed right back with my hands, um, 
odd. Like, if my body's physically where it was when I poofed back, I'd like to think that I poofed back with my hands wrapped around the guy's throat. But, like, and, and there's an implication here that I was really scary at first. That Twilight was on some kind of rampage that, um, at the moment, they don't really recall. And so I'm kind of getting my bearings, and I look down, and I see this box in the the fella's hands, and I recognize it as, as a box that's extremely important to me. Uh, it has some memorabilia from my past, and it's actually a pretty simple box on it. It is a black box with a uh, with painted on it is the symbol of uh, the sun, but you can't tell if it's rising or setting. So it's like right there in that sweet middle zone. Given that information, what you're seeing now as time sort of spins up mm-hmm. is that this this particular thief who had accosted you and taken your box has his hand uh, rubbing a spot on his throat as though the choking you had just described had, had happened very recently. Oh, and also the, the thief, um, I, had, I had come to that town looking for that box, so it wasn't a recent theft. It was like I had I'd literally gone in pursuit of. Sure. The uh the other bandits and thugs are standing in a circle around you, and they look they look terrified, but in the moment they're terrified looking at this thief standing just in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh he's he is indeed holding the box in one hand and holding his throat in the other. Um the the expressions on the thugs' faces are that they are afraid of something unfamiliar to them. And with that, time is beginning to spin back up. It seems that it's only been seconds since you were last here. Okay. And what do you do? Uh, Twilight yells, Justin! No, you don't have to do... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um... Uh, everyone in that circle of thugs jumps back a whole step. Uh, the even though some of them are much larger than you, um, some of them are, are dragonborns and half-orcs. And especially surprised is the thief right in front of you. Did you know the thief's name before you... Yeah, so uh, I am familiar with the thief. Uh, the thief is somebody I met back in the previous town I was in and working as a performing bard um, while I was looking uh, for... Uh, well, well, I was seeking out uh, something of importance to me, and the thief offered to help me find what I was seeking, and uh, they ended up betraying me and taking my box, which is why I chased them all the way to that town. Yeah, so the tiefling did that, and they're, I don't have a name for them. Uh, but okay. yeah, it's a, it's a lady tiefling, uh, okay. and she betrayed me. So yeah, the, the lady tiefling is standing right before you. Uh, her name is Hubrecht, and... She told you she was going to help you find the thing you had lost. She betrayed you, ran off with your box, mm-hmm. and you had finally tracked her down to this nearby city where she was apparently part of a, a thieves' guild. And then, before you know it, here she is in front of you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing you remember her saying to you is hold on improv's hard that's not what she said it's not what she totally, said totally totally <laughs> what she said <laughs> i'm right there and i'm like 
Give me back my... Hold on. Hold on. Improv's hard. What? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. The last thing you remember her saying to you is about how you have this potential. Then there was a wave of her hand, and before you knew it, you were waking up in a dark room in the dungeon of a castle you had never been to before. Mm. Mm. Now, only seconds later, you're here again. Time is spinning up, and from this point forward, time is at a normal pace. Okay. What do you do? Uh, Twilight goes, uh, uh, once again, yelling, Oh my god, Justin, don't- Well, 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 um... Yeah, okay. everyone Everyone jumps back, as before, and Hubrecht okay. looks especially terrified now. Uh, Twilight goes, that's different. Um, oh, Hubrecht, hi! How have you been? I feel like I haven't seen you in, like, forever. Oh my goodness, and <coughs> Twilight moves forward to give Hubrecht a hug, and then sees that Hubrecht has the box in their hand. In her hand, and Twilight goes, "Oh, you found my box for me! Thanks, I've been looking for it." And just like grabs it. Make a make a strength <coughs> roll for me, my dude. <coughs> sure. Uh, strength that is a fourteen. Okay. Uh, you are going to snatch the box right out of Hubrush's hand, and she was mm-hmm. clutching it. You just got her. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she had a little bit of slippery palms going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you are going to slide the box out of her hand, and she is going to say, "What? How?" How are you here? What's going on? What happened? Oh, oh, gee, that's a, that's a question. Let me tell you. Uh, so, uh, this is my best friend, Derek. Hi, say hi, Derek. And I hold the helmet up. And, uh, Derek's from another world. And, uh, hi. yeah. Hi, why, and, why is it so bright out here? I know, Derek, it's crazy, right? Like, I, this is where I'm from. I don't like it. Oh, you'll be okay. I promise. Uh, and uh, and Twilight goes. And uh, I had a friend. Uh, his name was Torin, and uh, a murder gnome that I was following, and he was pretty cool. And uh, I killed some people. Well, actually, come to think of it, I haven't really killed anyone. That was mainly the murder gnome. Uh, and Hugo now she I... doesn't seem to be listening to you. She seems to be looking around frantically, and it looks like she's going to make a break for it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and Twilight is still telling the story and starts, like, what, making their way towards Hubrecht to, like, have a more personal face-to-face conversation. Be like, yes, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, how have you been? What's going on? It's been a while. I think. It's been a while for me. And? Wow. Wow, that's a terrible time for a nat one. Uh, Hubrecht is gonna draw a dagger? And uh-huh. and slash at you. But, again, with the sweaty palms, she is going to completely miss, and the dagger is going to not only fly wide, but out of her hand and land at the feet of a half-orc who looks absolutely terrified of it. And he, he jumps, like, as far back as he can. And and no one's willing to even go near that, that knife, and they're all keeping a distance from it. Uh, Hubrecht is going to turn away from you, and begin sprinting towards uh, just an alleyway, just as fast as she can. Okay, so just to clarify, she took an action and then moved, right? So she can only move the normal distance? Yeah. Okay, um, I would like to go after her and catch up with her. No, you can um, do that. Uh, cool. You catch up with her. Uh, you're running alongside of her. 
And yep. as, as you're running alongside her, you see her reach into a sack at her waist and pull out a perfectly spherical, clear orb. Uh, and she, okay. she is scrawling a glyph onto that orb. Okay. Do, do I recognize the glyph? You do recognize that glyph. You've seen Debilica use this glyph on similar orbs before. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so Twilight goes, Oh! Oh, are you friends with Debilica? Oh, that's so exciting! She's my best buddy! Hubrecht looks at you with absolute abject terror after you said the name Debilica. Uh, Twilight would like to grab the orb, being like, I've always wanted one of these, I wonder if it means I could talk to her. Uh, she is gonna hang on to it with both hands as hard as she can. Are you trying to take it from her? Uh, yes. Alright, we're gonna need another strength roll. Ooh, that is a five. That didn't do anything. So, she's gonna snatch it back from you, and start shouting into it, Code Black! Code Black! I have an escape! Uh, and she's gonna take off uh, sprinting as fast as she can. Twilight would like to cast uh, Tasha's hideous laughter at her. All right. Twilight takes uh, takes their loot and hits a power cord, uh, directing their magic at uh, Kubrecht. You must succeed a wisdom saving. Okay. Yep. Uh. Uh, I'm going to fail that saving throw. Okay. So, Hubresh collapses uh, in the alley laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still trying to... <laughs> There's an escaping on my position. Emergency. <laughs> and Twilight makes their way over to Hubresh and goes, You know, you look... Not quite like me, but I'm just gonna grab this, and Twilight's gonna take the orb again. Ooh, and that's gonna be another strength check. Okay. Is that at advantage? Uh, for Tasha's? You gotta remind me if Tasha's affects their it makes, strength. It makes them prone. Mm, no, she's like, she's gonna flop onto it, like, lean her whole body weight onto it. She doesn't want you to have this no matter what. Okay. Uh, that is a 13? Ooh, 14. Ah, okay. Sorry. So, yeah, uh, you're not gonna be able to get it. As you're reaching for it, time begins to slow down again. As you're fighting, as you're fighting over it, you start to see those colors appearing some more. And the, uh, and in front of you is a devil. Something that looks very much like Paralis, actually, but his color scheme is totally different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you find you can't move any further. Your whole body is frozen, and time around you is frozen. Per- this Paralis-like devil clasps you on the so- on the shoulder, uh, seemingly out of the nothingness. Little imp-like devils also appear and grab you on various limbs, and you see yourself pulled into the ground directly beneath you. But you're still holding your box. And as you again are enveloped in the colors you can't imagine and can't envision, you at least know you have your box. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. Proud Unplugged. I am sure you have heard from our beloved overseers that they have plans for the collapsed quarter. 
Okay. Uh, Vert rolled the next highest. Torin. Uh, I think I did. <clears throat> I rolled Torin rolled the next highest. Okay. Torin, you find yourself enveloped in the colors, yada, 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 and then once again, you're in the last moment you remember before you were transported to the devil prison. What's going on around you, Torin? Before he was zapped into the pr- prison dimension, Torin had been, he believed, bringing justice to a village of what he thought were devils and demons. Yeah, what is the state of that village currently? Not on fire, but like walls, doors just smashed in, bodies everywhere. Bodies of people? Bodies of what he had thought were demons. And it was very easy for him in his blind hatred to believe our demons. But now, having spent time in the prison dimension, he goes up to one of these bodies, turns it over, and in a horror realizes he had only been slaying tieflings. Yeah, you look up from this this corpse of a an older tiefling man, and off to your right, you hear the sound of walking. You turn, and you see... Fumagore, an old brother-in-arms of yours, another trainee in the in the Church of Hercules. The Pantheon of Hercules? Pantheon of Hercules. It must have been only seconds since you last saw him. He's wiping the blood from his sword, and very calmly walking away from the scene. This was the last person Torin saw before he was zapped. I get up, my hands having gone into the muddy ground, looking at them covered in what is now just blood-drenched mud and dirt on his hands and he calls out to his brother What is this? You said they were evil. These are just tieflings. I, I spent so much time with one. You said they were evil! Fumigor turns to you a look of shock on his face and he says I don't even know how you're standing there. There's no way you could have gotten out. What are you talking about? What is this? This is your passion project, Torin. Your hatred of the tiefling proved that you have passion. The kind of passion that people spend their whole lives, what's the right word? Funneling? Funneling into the proper nexus. I figured that you might be more useful to my boss, than to this sad material plane. But it seems that whatever it is, the will of Hercules or what have you, you refuse to stay where you will be useful. And instead of putting his newly cleaned broadsword away, Fumigore readies it and points it at you. So, if my boss can't have you, Hercules cannot have you. Thorn, what do you do? I look around me, ashamed that my pride and hatred had led me to this, but I look upon the one who I had believed was a brother-in-arms, and after hearing his words, a rage just fills me because I know, even in my own stupidity, I have been used, and this is the true evil. And Torn just roars out, hoping to avenge this wrong and charges at what he still believes to be a traitorous brother. You charge, and you clash swords. 
and ah! and you say that and in the in the sparks of light as the swords collide the image of fumagor melts uh where you thought you had found a fellow dragonborn, granted a different color, a different metal, where you thought you had seen met a fellow dragonborn, melts away to a being with horns on his head, and and a a beautiful but terrifying face. It's the eyes. The eyes always look angry. And they are this purple hue with this dark red ruby skin. In that moment where the swords clash, time seems to slow down for you again. And the devils come out seemingly out of nothing. Suddenly they're just next to you, putting hands on your now motionless arms and legs and pulling your form deep into the ground. Torin has also now been recovered for the devil prison. We have promised to bring new food, fresh food. They've pledged to bring those who serve back into their arms. No, their many tentacles. With this step, they will squeeze the very life out of us. Bert, you are standing back in the library. It's not your library, you remember that much. It's something that you had to work very hard to get into. Do you remember what's going on, Vert? Yes, I do. I was, I was looking into a project that someone, uh, it was another sorcerer. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, he was murdered. I was trying to continue his work, and I was looking for a book, and I had just pulled it. Ow! I had pulled a book off of the shelf and I dropped another book on my head. Yes. And now, as you stand in the library where time has stood still, on the floor in front of you is that black tome with the word forbidden written in Sylvan. The only word in Sylvan you understand. Lying against the shelf is the corpse of the celestial sorcerer who owns the library. Blood is leaking down a list of encyclopedias against which his body is currently placed. And going through his pockets is, well, you remember him. Someone you met at a thieves' guild. His name is Verisim. He was the one who explained to you that this was the only library on the Sword Coast that might have a book about a historical record about a mortal ascending to godhood. He said he could help you find it. And as you remember this, you see Verisim's back is to you. Time is beginning to spin up to its normal speed again. What do you do? Is the book that I was trying to get still hanging there? As far as you know, it is directly on the floor at your feet. Okay. This is the book that Verisim led you to. When you pulled a book from the shelf, this is the one that bonked you on the head. Hmm. I moved to pick up the book book you do that there don't seem to be any magical wards or anything on it as you pick it up it's uh it's heavy and it's locked and it's all in black but the lock seems to be a mundane lock in front of you verisim is hunched over the celestial sorcerer he's rifling through stealing what looks to be maybe a handful of rings off of the man's hand 
He killed him, didn't he? Looking at looking at the corpse of the sorcerer, he doesn't seem to have been killed by magical means. Seems to have been killed by a, a simple dagger across the throat. Hence, why uh, everything in his immediate vicinity is a little red. You do remember, though, mm-hmm. that you hired Verisim to assist you on this project. You snuck him into the library. He promised you a faster end to your project than you could have possibly hoped to imagine. What do you do? I'm standing there holding the book, and I'm looking at uh, Verisim. Did you have to kill him? Verisim's head snaps around to look at you, and the fright in his eyes is very telling that he did not expect you to be standing there. Uh, Verisim is, is a gnome like you, which is one of the reasons you were so quick to trust him. And he is holding a, a handful of magic rings in one hand and a bloody dagger in the other. And instead of saying anything to you, he's going to start to climb the bookcase. And that's it. He's climbing the bookcase. Actually, the mage hand is probably still out. I'm going to use that to pull a few books off uh, that are like right in front of him to try and knock them into his, his path. Sort of basically drop them on him. Okay. Yeah, your mage hand's able to uh, pull out a few books from a shelf directly above him, which takes away one of his handholds and drops some books on him and slows him down. But it doesn't knock him off the shelf. Uh, he could he could still begin climbing. Uh, what do you do now? Uh, how far up is he? Uh, not far. He's maybe about 15 feet up. Uh, you definitely slowed him down a little bit, stopped him dead. And he's got to either, he's choosing to either, uh, climb down or wiggle his way around where he no longer can get a handhold. Hmm. Um, I'm actually going to, um... I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to press to digitate something right in front of his face. Just some sparks to make him... This is the classic vert climbing aversion move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, You press to digitate uh, some sparks in front of his face. Uh, He's going to wheel backwards. He's going to fall back down to the floor. Uh, He's going to take a little bit of damage for that. Yeah, wow. Okay, he's going to take five damage for that. Oh, crap. And he's going to start just scrambling back away from you, uh, refusing to let go of the the rings in his hand. And he's sort of like using the knife to dig in and get further away from you. I'm going to step forward towards him. You know, now you just now you just stay away from me. We 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 didn't have to kill anybody though. This this looking down at the book. This was this was wrong. Knowledge is good, but this isn't right well i mean look at it this way if you'd never come back you never would have had the knowledge that i was here killing him right that's that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of close to what we're talking about here right no no he th- is uh he hits a, a wall that's directly underneath a, a large window a large stained glass window of this library you've essentially got him cornered Looking out the window, is it day or night? It's nighttime. You, uh, you remember you snuck Verisim into the library under cover of night. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. He's starting to scrabble up. He's starting to go. Um. Getting to his feet. I'm actually going to, uh, he's right underneath the, the window. Is he scrambling up to get outside the window or? 
there don't there doesn't seem to be any place on the window to to open it. It's a big stained glass floor to ceiling job. Okay. Yeah, no latches or anything. Um, and he's directly in front of me. Directly in front of you. Uh, I'm actually going to charge at him. Gonna okay. gonna run towards him. Um, try and basically pin him up against either the wall or the window. You succeed. You pin him against the wall. Okay. He doesn't fight back. Um, he sort of seems to let you, uh, pin him there, and he's. <laughs> Oh man! So, you gotta tell me how did you get out? Get get out of where? Devil prison. Not everyone can just poof back over here. I mean, you were back in seconds, so it means you were only there like what a week. What are you? And as you ask that, Verisim's face shimmers like you were looking at it through a pool of water, and right in front of you is an impish devil, similar to Plog from before. He says, I am he who deals in truth. Now, the last truth is revealed. Oh, also one other truth. And he snaps his fingers. And he says, no one gets out of devil prison. And time stops for you. Hmm. The hands come up out of nowhere. And before you, suddenly, are six, seven, eight imps. You lose count as you're covered in a swarm of them. And your body is pulled into the floor. But you still have your book. You still have a black book with a lock on it. It says forbidden, implying it's written in a language you don't speak. And the three of you, together again, wake up in devil prison. You're bombarded again by colors you can never imagine. And then there you are, standing right where you left off, by a stairway where a young cleric has gained control of an object called an Ion Stone and through it has gained wives and a following. Although now, it seems, that following is rushing his little makeshift stage. Uh, Justin and what seem to be only three wives now hold them off through thick magical shields. And you're back. Look upon me. Pultraplat promised peace. So long as we adhere to their rules, they promised to spare us from Ohoda. And yet look upon me! I too am one of the dead. Damned to purgatory and forced to bear witness to their misdeeds. My father goes, give it to me! And like is squatting down, like grabbing air, implying that they're trying to grab an orb. And then uh, Twilight is going to yank really hard as if they were trying to yank the, like they made contact and tried to yank the orb. But because there's actually no one there resisting, Twilight just can go flying back. Yeah, so you, I guess you fall over then a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Twilight goes, give it to me! Whoa! What? What was that? Torin no longer having another blade against his. His just suddenly swipes forward. He looks around confused and then just looks at his hands, still covered in blood. And he just falls to his knees. Shame oh, and oh, good. I was worried because I forgot I didn't bring, I didn't give you anything to bring back. Mud and blood covering his both hands. And he's just filled with horror and a shame that he does not know will ever go away. Well, uh, right in front of you, Torin, you see Twilight there. What do you do? Uh, Twilight is still rubbing their their tail from when they fell. They're, they actually did not hear Torin say. Bummer. It was such a sweet moment. Hmm. 
Vert is standing there. Uh, he's holding the book and just staring at it, sort of almost looking through it. He he does not look like he is paying attention to anything else going on around him. Your quiet contemplations are interrupted by the roar of the crowd at the front of the stairway. They are smashing on a shimmering yellow shield that Justin seems to be struggling to maintain. Uh, you guys are off to the side of this uh, stairwell slash stage. You are what they would say stage right is. So that means directly in front of you is Justin and his three wives. Further to the right is the shield, and past that shield is an angry mob. And Torrent, with your excellent memory, you remember that this seems to be a much smaller crowd than you remember in that lineup when you met them, only moments before. I guess time time's a little wobbly, so... What I'm saying is, like, when you guys first arrived here, it, it was a long line, and now if we counted that same number of people and said, like, are, is it that many people in this crowd? It's much less people in this crowd. Now, my question was, you said that he's there with three yes. wives. Is that including the the wife that's actually a white? No, the, or she or ran away. When I was yeah, you remember, you remember he had four wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the wives, of course, they wear uh, white veiled robes at all times. But yeah, right now you only see three. And they seem to be helping Justin uh, magically applying this shield. Okay, so Twilight is going to sit up and really quick check uh, the pocket within their kimono to ensure that uh, the black box is still there. Yep. And it is. Uh, and then Twilight is going to look over at Justin and look back at Torrin, who's still mumbling to himself, and back at Justin and go, Torrin, we got to help him. Come on. Torrin! And, like, is trying to snap him out of Olympus it. Olympus, forgive me. Uh, uh, Twilight can see Torrin's not focusing, and Twilight's going to fine, I'll do it. And Twilight runs in that direction. Okay. Uh, you get to Justin, and he is his, his hands are out, and one hand is a staff, a wooden staff, and he's just seems to be maintaining the magical energies to keep this shield up. He doesn't notice you, but at the edge of the crowd here, you see Shannon, who you met at the at the beginning of the lineup, and she sees you, and she motions for you to come over. She's at the edge of the crowd? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I make my way over there. Oh, Twilight, it's so nice to see you. You could help us. You have powers, right? Uh, yeah, what, what's going on, though? Justin refuses to use the Ion Stone any longer, so we're taking it from him. He doesn't get to survive with his wives just because he has all the power. We are taking it right from him right now. Wait, wait, no, listen. Listen, Justin is innocent. It wasn't him. It, it was one of his wives. She was the one that we've been hunting, the white. Well, then someone needs to go find her because there's no way I'm stopping this crowd now. We're well, taking Justin down. And at this uh, point, honestly, I'm losing a little bit of control here. Twilight casts darkness on the crowd. Okay, everyone sort of freezes for a second. You can hear the commotion dying down. Okay, and Twilight makes their way back over to the Justin and his wives and goes, Listen, I know you, you didn't mean to do that, but you gotta come with us if you want to live. Who's that? Wait, uh, no, I remember that voice. And Twilight grabs... Oh, no, 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 it's on, it's on the crowd. So I started it so that it doesn't, like... It doesn't envelop us. Okay. So Justin yeah, turns yeah. and he sees you, and he sees Shannon is just barely there, and she 
she kind of like just gets out of the darkness and like is trying to brush it off of herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Twilight's gonna grab Justin's hand. Uh, oh, and... shield. Oh, he shielded. Yeah. It's not just. Oh, okay. Never mind that. Okay, so Twilight's gonna be like, listen, we need to find your other wife. She's not who you think she is. What? How? I banished you. Hysteria. Well, what is this? Well, you know what? I guess we're meant to burn in hell. I don't know what you want me to tell you, but come on. And Twilight's gonna, is gonna like gesture for Justin to come with and make my way back to the group. Justin looks around. He looks at his three wives. And he looks at the cloud of darkness concealing the crowd. And he decides to take his wives and lead them down and past this crowd before something awful happens. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's following you and his wives are, they, they sound like they're crying. All three of them. So Twilight is going to come back to Vert and Torin, uh, and Twilight is going to try to talk to Torin again. Torin, listen, we got to get out of here. If we don't, good people are going to die. And at that, Torin looks up, steals himself however little he can, and gets to his feet. Twilight slaps Torin. I deserve this. Uh, roll, a, roll a d4. Yeah, Twilight's going to slap Torin with, with their tail. Roll, roll a d4. I, uh, four. You deal four damage to Torin. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Torin just looks at Twilight, shame still in his eyes, but some steel coming back to him and he gets to his feet, nods his head, and follows. Twilight slaps him again. You need to focus! I deserve this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Twilight, Twilight, like, stops mid, like, third tail slap and goes, oh, okay, that's, that's a whole other thing. Vert, are you coming? Vert just looks over at what's going on. What? What? what, what I don't understand. What the? Where are we going? Twilight slaps Vert. Oh. Six damage. <laughs> you break his tiny goblin neck. 19 damage. Spat. 45 damage. And we're ready. No, no, you're fine. You oh, slap no. him up. You're, you're good. He kind of shakes himself, latches the book on his belt, and um, just starts following him on. Okay, so Twilight, um, what can I see from behind the stage? Like, are, is there, are there buildings or tents or anything? This room in the labyrinth is still, uh, it's still pretty misty, uh, ankle deep, or I guess like waist deep if you're vert. Besides that, it's like a large room. It's glowing with what is more than likely unnatural sunlight somewhere above. As you're running, Justin points you towards, uh, what looks like a curtain with a symbol on it. The same symbol that's engraved into his staff. And he says, that way, we can hide there. It's my house. You know, the rest of the room is sort of like this wide open space. In the distance, you could maybe reach another part of the labyrinth, but you don't see it right now. Mostly we're encapsulated in mist. Dear listeners, it has come to our attention that someone has been broadcasting out of old Chinatown. Now, as you know, this goes strictly against company guidelines, as any and all broadcasts must be approved by station management. I I honestly have no idea how anyone could- Never fear, my dear friends. 
my family, for I have a plan. Twilight goes follows Justin toward toward his house, but is protesting along the way. This is the first place they would look. There's really nowhere else around here. This space is mostly wide open. I think it used to just be a stairway for the larger castle. <laughs> Torn's just blindly following along. Uh, Vert's looking around to see if he's got any sense of where the white could be hiding. Just doing uh, awareness checks, basically. Behind you, you can still see the bubble of darkness. But now there's definitely a crowd of people that has started to emerge, and Shannon has started to figure out how to pull people out of it and direct them in your direction. In the meantime, Justin is shouting at you guys over the din of your running. It's like, how did you... You guys were gone. How did you get back? I cast banishment on you. You should be back in the material plane. Can you do it again? Sure, I just have to fulfill more deals with Hysterion. Hmm... I don't know if I sh- I don't know if I should. He he keeps asking for worse and worse things. I I don't want anything to happen to these these girls. They were given to me as I'm in charge of them, you see. I want them to be safe. They were given to you? I had followers who I shouldn't even call them followers. Desperate people who wanted to take longer with the Ion Stone. They offered me all of their wealth, their material possessions. And some of them, their wives and daughters, so that they could feel more full. Twilight slaps Justin with their tail. Nineteen damage. <laughs> Damn it! He he actually slows. These are people. Justin actually slows a little bit, and then he speeds up again to catch back up with you. He says, "I know, but Hysterion, he's the one who told me to take them." He said that he would reward me for it, give me more power so I could protect them further and use the Ion Stone longer. Twilight slaps him again? 36 damage. Just explain. I don't... Who's this Hysterion? Get inside my house, I'll tell you everything. And with uh, that, you you guys pretty much arrive at the curtain. If you're going into his house, now's the chance. Uh, Twilight goes, look, I don't know what's going on with either of you. And Twilight eyeballs torn in Bert. And says, but you go inside. I'll keep watch for now. Yeah, Justin and his wives go right inside. Yeah. And then and Twilight urges Torrin and Vert to go inside as well. Uh, Vert is, of course, coming in last in this race. Uh, yeah. Those tiny little legs. He's hoofing it, though. His tiny little legs are just trying to keep up. You still have a, you still have a pretty wide distance. Uh, that darkness spell kept the crowd at bay for quite a bit. Well, that's good. Yeah, Vert uh, rolls in, kind of out of breath. <laughs> you roll he, in, he, he tumbles in. <laughs> you're you're met with a scream. Let's see, is is only Vert in there right now? What, Torin, what are you up to? Uh, I'm pretty sure I went in as well. Okay, so the two of you enter, and Twilight has said that they will keep guard. You're met with a scream. It's Justin's scream. It's a scream of surprised because standing in the middle of this. Not really a room of the labyrinth is a woman in a white veil that is clumsily draped over her face. She's not wearing the whole white robe Justin's wife ensemble. She's just, you can actually see that those white robes have been discarded uh, next to another curtain in the back. Uh, but there's a woman standing here with the veil just sort of draped sideways over her face. And she doesn't react at all to your entrance, except to slowly shuffle her feet. The 
color of the skin that we can see? Is it pale and white-like? And pallid Mm. and gray. Yep. Hmm. She is shuffling towards you. And Justin looks at you. Um, He's keeping his arms out to sort of keep the three girls behind him to stay between uh, this woman and his wives. And he looks at you and is like, is that, is that my wife? The one I thought was my wife? It was. Virtus snaps. He says, no more. And he lets go a level two magic missile. Yes, that's what I like to hear. All right, roll it. 16 damage. Bwah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What do you want this horrible slaughter to look like? Um, <clears throat> he, uh, his hands glow blue again. Um, you actually see more scales pop up on his neck this time. Uh, he sure. lets loose the the um, the four bolts. They come off both hands, uh, two bolts piece. Lets those go. Uh, two in the chest and one at the you know like shoulder area uh and then one at the head sure and that's gonna do it uh the head on this thing evaporates against the curtain in the back the limbs go splayed across the room and torin as this happens your uh your holy symbol Sort of, you you feel it press against your chest as as though for a moment it had a mind of its own, and this this zombie is itty bitty parts all over the room now, and they are they are dripping down to the floor grotily. Justin and the girls all scream. Justin does not seem like the type who's ready for a fight, and he he motions for Twilight to get inside, get inside, get inside. Uh, Twilight feels uh justin grab their tail and pull them in and twilight goes hey 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 no no oh no and twilight sees the scene in front of them yeah he sees you looking at the scene and he just goes yeah we need you in here okay uh who did this vert is standing there um both hands still sort of in the the open clawed uh position where, where he, he he's just breathing heavily uh, the scales have not disappeared. Twilight goes, Vert! Vert, we're not supposed to kill it! If we kill it, it's just gonna keep doing this! Vert does not respond. Sure enough, um, Twilight's <clears throat> words ring true. The little buckets of slime that are now coating the walls are starting to sort of converge uh, where the zombie had been standing. This seems different from the last time you fought a zombie, where it received a wound and just kind of got back up. A, you know, wound you thought would have been fatal. This time, it seems to actually be very slowly. It's in a lot of bits, but very slowly piecing itself back together. Twilight looks at it warily and goes, "That's not the white." Justin looks at it and goes, "Throw it out! Throw it out! Throw it out! Get it out of here!" Um. Okay. Uh. Twilight uses press the digitation to clean the slime away. No. Oh my uh, <laughs> cast mending. <laughs> um the how do I rule that? <laughs> you did you you cleaned something dirty. Uh what are you targeting? 
Twilight is so prestidigitation essentially makes magical magically makes dirt disappear. Yeah. And the slime all over the place is now technically dirt. <laughs> so I'm willing... I magic away the slime? <laughs> I'm willing to rule that, but it has to go somewhere. <laughs> I believe that it goes into an extra dimensional portal, which is where all dirt goes when <laughs> anyone easy. uses prestidigitation. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. But it doesn't say! It just says it cleans it! How about you just hear a plop thud outside the front door? Oh. <clears throat> it was then that we invented the magical Dyson. <laughs> Twilight Twilight magically makes a sham wow appear and just wipes oh, it wow. all up. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, uh, do you guys remember the Sham Wow cult? Those, those were the days. Yeah, those those made for TV guys really needed to go. I mean, the spokesperson went to jail for getting his tongue bitten off by a hooker. You, you would think that would put the crime blame on the hooker for biting off tongues. Well, you have you have to remember though, in the two thousands, um, prostitution wasn't legal at the time. Oh, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. God, I forgot how old that religion was. Yeah, yeah, but it's all good. Um, yeah. So, we'll, can can I clean it? Can I can I goop it all together in like one section and then attack it? I am gonna argue that the way prestidigitation works is that it can take all of the things that are dirt and uh-huh. and blow them off of the object you're targeting. So, okay. So, are you targeting a spot on the floor? I am going to target the. Uh, section, like, in front of me where all the dirt is, and I'm gonna blow it all against the wall. Like, opposite of it. Okay, it kinda, it kinda, like, stretches out to either corner of the room when it hits the wall. So there's, there's a line of gore aligning the back of this room, but also in the back of the room, you note, is another curtain. They seem to be using curtains as doors here in lieu of having actual wood, but maybe there were some tabards or something laying around that they've now used to create privacy. Around this room, you notice it's pretty scant. There are five beds, and there is an altar to Solinari, who is, uh, seems to be, based on the symbols on Justin's staff and he, that he's scrawled onto these tabards, seems to be Justin's god as a cleric. Uh, Solinari being a, a goddess of light and healing and life, um, and besides that, there's not a whole lot in this room besides... Uh, you know, like clothes, uh, some of these white robes, uh, a bucket for toileting, you know, those things. Uh, so yeah, this zombie threat seems to be behind you now. Uh, Justin has turned around and cast a ward over the front door, as it were, and you can hear the crowd starting to form outside. He says, thank you. Now, are these the undead you've been telling me about before I... Uh, zapped you? Yes. I think so. Is that one the uh, white? And he's pointing at the spots on the floor. No. No, it's not the white. And you, and Twilight sees that the goop is still trying to like itch back to each other and just uses their tail to like sweep it to the side. No, that's not the white. Uh, the white, I don't think the white can do that. I don't know what that is. Uh, I would like to roll, would it be arcane to figure out what it is? Arcane could work. Okay. Anyone else want to try to figure this out? Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, give me some arcane rolls, my dudes. 
I don't have arcane. You could still roll if you'd like. Uh, also, Torin, uh, something about your holy symbol, the your lion's necklace, is going bananas. It's like trembling, vibrating against your chest right now. That's a 16. I also got a 16. Okay. So what you understand, uh, what both of you understand about the undead is that they are essentially beings of energy. The corpses that they inhabit are merely the physical vessels they need in order to use that energy. Uh, So something is replenishing this undead's energy and has enough left over to keep pulling it together when it's broken. Which normally, you know, you break a zombie hard enough, it stays broken. This one, something else is keeping it together. Uh, Twilight looks at Justin and goes, do you still have the Ion Stone? I don't. When you chased away my... I guess it's not really one of my wives anymore. And he kind of looks at the slush on the floor and he goes, I'm kind of worried that was her. Anyway, when you chased my wife off, she took the stone with her. And ever since then, I've I've been trying to use my magic to sustain people, but it hasn't worked out. And since they haven't seen the stone, they no longer believe that I can take care of them. Thus, there was a bit of a rebellion occurring. Do you know where she could have gone? I haven't seen her. I had to stay on the stage. I couldn't abandon my wives, not to the whims of that crowd. Do you have a way to track the Ion Stone? No, I'm I'm sorry. Well, you're just kind of useless, aren't you, Justin? This is... this. I, what are you even here for? I don't even get it. Yeah. Alright, whatever. Maybe I could no, ask... You go, you... I could ask Hysterion, but I'm worried about what he would ask of me. Well, tell us what he asks of you. He goes off into a corner of the room, far away from you guys, and he starts whispering to what seems like nobody. He comes back, and he's looking behind his shoulder, like he doesn't want whatever's over there to hear him, and he pulls you in close and says, He says he'll only show me if I kill one of my wives. Twilight says, Yeah, that's fine, we'll kill the white. That's one of your wives, it counts. I mean, a little redundant. He looks back and says, I don't think that'll work. Hey! We'll kill that white! He's pointing at them, and he's he looks at the three wives who heard and are shivering, and one of them, who looks like a very young girl, is crying. Like, uh, she looks like 12, maybe. Now that you can see her up close. Twilight looks at Justin and goes, you didn't you didn't no. do anything. No, goodness, oh, no, okay. of course not. No, I would never. No, okay, I was just good. trying to protect them. I didn't even want to have wives. I, so I just thought it was my duty under Solinari to, you know, take care of them. Make sure okay. they were fed, had a home. This is kind of the best I could do. Twilight looks over at Torn and Vern and goes, what do you think? <clears throat> Torn is busy grabbing his holy symbol and looking into it and asking, Hercules. What should I do? What's going on? All you're getting is that this thing is its reacting to something. It's vibrating heavily. Um, you've never seen it do this before. Can I point it around like a metal detector? Or like a dowsing rod? Yeah, you hold it by, hmm. by a string. Uh, you hold it by the, the, the string. And it is like a dowsing rod. It's, it's reacting to some kind of energy in this room. Uh, it seems to be spinning in a circle. As though whatever whatever is going on, it's it's here and it's everywhere. It's all around you. 
I do not believe we are alone in this room. You see almost that curtain in the back billowing. Vert, what do your goblet eyes tell you? Did you just call Vert a goblin? No, wait. <laughs> this is racism evolved. What do your gnome eyes see? <laughs> wow. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe you just... Wow. Hey, hey, whatever your name is, we'll kill him. I mean, he seems pretty rough. <laughs> um, and so with racism, Vert snapped out of it. <laughs> hey. Kind of looks over almost vacantly, um, and do I notice anything uh, magical? I guess now that you're paying attention to it, you can feel that ever since you walked into this room, there has been a very strong energy, just sort of roiling around the room. It's it's something that you normally wouldn't be able to physically sense. Normally the magical energies are much more subtle. You know this from your training and your experience. Mm. But this feels overwhelming. This energy is, I mean, you're just on the edge of it, but there is some overwhelming power happening nearby and you are feeling a taste of it. Okay, so he looks over at Justin and he says, tell your demon to leave. Right, that's probably a good idea i probably should have done that a, w- a while ago but he had he helped me protect so many people until now hysterian i want you to leave i want you to leave us alone and justin looks around and he looks back at you and he says he's gone i can't believe it it was that simple is the energy still roiling around yeah it's not hysterian this isn't this doesn't seem to be the sort of fiendish energies that you felt from a devil or a demon. It's familiar, but it's not devil. I hold my holy symbol out and seem to go to this curtain that you said is still billowing. It is, it's billowing. There seems to be something behind it. Whatever you are, come out here. I've had enough of treachery today. Nothing responds to you. Torn just grabs the curtain and goes to tear it down. You succeed in tearing it down. Uh, two things happen. First, you reveal that behind it is a dark hallway. It looks unconstructed or unfinished, uh, like more of a cavern than, uh, than the stone halls you've seen before. And the second thing that happens is that there's a blue light that seemed to have been po- uh, positioned on the back of the curtain. And as you rip the curtain down, that light erupts. There's a blue flash, and then the light vanishes. And in the echoes of that cavern, you hear a familiar voice. Oh, hello, boys. Back for round two? I hadn't seen you around town in a few days. I figured you got smart and left. Twilight says, Hi, Maggie. Or whatever your name is. How have you been? Oh, you know, says the Echo. Convincing villagers to start a riot, creating lots of power vacuums, and turning lots of undead. That's the wrong phrase. Turning people into undead. That's much more fun. How are you? Can Twilight see with my dark vision? 
Uh, yes, you can see into the cavern. Um, it's it's dark down there. Don't get me wrong. It is, it is uh darkity dark dark because there don't seem to be any lanterns, any light sources. Um, there are some. You can see in your dark vision about sixty feet down at the other end of the tunnel is a sconce uh, that looks like it could hold a torch, uh, but you can't see beyond that. Uh, Twilight would like to cast Prestidigitation to light up the area. Yeah, you light that torch, and uh, you see it's a cavernous, uh, unfinished hallway. Uh, up at the top are these crossbeams, like they would be supporting the weight of an unfinished building project. And besides mm-hmm. that, it's rough-hewn stone. Where you've lit up that sconce, you can see there. Uh, it's a wall with a left turn and a right turn. And you hear the voice echo again, Will you be coming to join me? I have such a wonderful surprise for you. Thank you for disappearing and allowing me to grab this stone. It is filled to the brim with potential energy. A huge and replenishing reserve of change. It's a golden egg, and I'm making an omelette. Torin puts back on his holy symbol, grips his sword and shield, takes one look at his hands, then looks away, but then steals himself and looks forward and is like, we must go. This is what I need to do. Vert kind of seems to snap out of it a little bit. Um, He tightens up the the book on his belt, puts a hand on it, pats it, and then says, well, if they're going to go to all the trouble to make an omelet, I guess we should go and enjoy this. Smiles and then just starts walking down the hallway. Twilight watches them both walking and just goes, oh my god, they're so freaking cool. And start <laughs> and goes trotting along. <laughs> and you trot down and you hear Justin call back, you guys are crazy. <laughs> and you see him putting his curtain back up. And with that, you are... Uh... You are in the darkness of this tunnel with only a single torch 60 feet away from you to light your way. Go! Now! The time to strike is while they are ill-prepared. While they underestimate us. Dear listeners, a friendly reminder that any and all visitors to headquarters must go through the proper channels. Anyone who comes within our gates will expect a permanent termination of their account with us. Did I hear Yang talking for a second? And Robin? I don't know. He's... I don't know how he's doing this. But he's piggybacking on our signal somehow. I don't even know how he was using it to broadcast out. I didn't have the kind of power to... It is time we are reborn from the ashes. For too long we have allowed Vultureblad to dictate right and wrong. There was once a time when we lived a life of harmony. When we faced our hardships head on. Can't we just shut him off? How long has he been broadcasting? I don't know, I just... It's time to dismantle their oppression. Vultureblad will fall.
Dear, dear listeners, it would seem that some of you did not heed our warning. Well, not to worry at all because the issue has been handled. And for those of you fortunate enough to be spared by the grace of our beloved overseers, please be sure to report quickly to the collapsed quarter. We believe in opportunity and redemption. And through the sweat of your brow, you will have the opportunity to make this indiscretion up to us. What was that? Damn the gods, Yang, you stalking idiot! What just happened? Kev? I can't get the feed. Someone needs to go and check it out. I could have been there. I could have helped. Are they dead? Guys, are they dead? Is Yang dead? No. Yang, get the struck off. My speech, everything, all of it was a distraction. A distraction for what? Kevin, I sent something directly to you. Is... These are blueprints. Plans. It's their plan for the terraforming project. With that... We can keep it out of their hands. Yes. It's all here. Blueprints. Identification codes. Everything we could possibly need to get in there. Do you trust me now, Mitch? What about all those people? A trick. Holograms. Some pre-recorded audio. Nothing more. So no one died? Yeah? No, young J-Mark. No one died. Lovely, lovely listeners. We have begun digging through the wreckage outside of our headquarters from the most recent attempt at violating our visiting hours. And wouldn't you know it, there are quite a few encroachers here. Huh. That is such a shame, but it is okay, waste not, what not, and we will certainly put all of your remains to good use in the name of prosperity. As for the rest of you, I have just been informed by station management that our beloved overseers would like to accelerate the completion of Terra Heart by the date of Burning Men which is just two weeks away. So, with that in mind, please be sure to stop by the collapsed quarter and sign up. There's nothing like giving back to the community that takes. At the completion of Terra Heart, you will all gain front row seats to the wonder that is Burning Man. Oh, isn't that exciting? Stay tuned for the sound of Diligent workers cleaning up the mess made by the encroachers. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey, J Mark again. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. I know it came a day late, but I hope it was worth the wait because I put some tender loving care into editing it. That being said, we are accepting new names for our next arc. 
this arc is ending in the next episode, and Mitch and I have some exciting things planned for everyone. So, that being said, be sure to tweet, Facebook, and or Instagram about the show, and tag us at TFUCast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising. We don't pay for any advertising for this podcast and strictly rely on word of mouth. So all of you talking about the show, sharing our content from Facebook and Instagram, and telling your friends means the world to us. Without your support and without you showing that support across social media and in your lives, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So thank you. That all being said, our next episode, and the final episode in our Hunting Whites arc, will be out in a couple of weeks. So, March 29th. <laughs> it's Burning Men time, everyone. I hope you're excited and ready for a lot to happen. Alright, that's all I've got this time around, so I'll talk to you soon. And remember, the Overseers are always watching.